You're listening to the State of Energy, along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. I'm Rand DeWitt, and you can find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, what we need to talk about right now is electricity line loss. What happens when people and companies and governments decide that they're going to lay power lines over some very, very beautiful landscape? Talk about that. Yeah, well, so, Rand, you've you've obviously taken a couple family vacations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. You, you're driving, uh, say you're going to go to Yellowstone, and all of a sudden you look out the window and there's this monster giant clear cut all the way around, all the way over the top of the mountain, filled with electricity lines. What people don't understand is from the point of where the power is generated, say at a at a massive coal fired power plant or hell even a uh, hydro power plant. I know everybody's all about hydro power, but you got a dam you have to build to make a hydro power plant. But anyway, if you if you think about where power is generated, you got a a, a coal fired power plant out in the boonies and now you got to transmit all this electricity into the city. And what they do is they come in, they bulldoze the whole mountain over and plant all these power lines all the way to the city. And what, what happens is the electricity is running down these lines. And by the time it gets to your house, 66% of that electricity has been lost. So the electricity gets lost from where it's developed to where it lands? I know that, that's, that's a hard concept to believe, right? Where did it go? Where did the electricity go? Right. Well, you can walk out. Uh, you got a big power line somewhere near your office or your home, right? Yes. Yes, we do. You walk walk out there on a cold, snowy, rainy day, and your hair will actually start to go up into the air because that electricity is just flowing out of those lines. Electricity is not very efficient to transport. So we have the 66% line loss by the time it gets to your house. So as a, as a clean fuel, it's so inefficient that it really doesn't make that much sense. And what, what we're seeing is legislators, the lawmakers, the city councilmen, the mayors, they're all jumping on this mythical bandwagon that says we need to electrify everything, forced electrification of absolutely everything in your community is going to be a terrible deal for you. I can, I can assure you that. Well, on top of that, our electric grid here in the United States isn't, uh, we'll say, young and spry. You know? <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it, uh, it's, the grid is not that good. And if people do some research and to see how the uh, electricity grid I mean, across the United States is set up, they'd probably be very frightened. Yeah, it's, it is definitely not capable of handling all the new things that uh, everybody is dreaming about all these, all these uh, make believe mythical electrification of everything. It's just not, it's just not feasible. So what I want to get to for this though, is propane has zero loss from the point that it's manufactured to the point that it's delivered to your home. There's not the gas doesn't leak out of the delivery truck. It it's transported when you, we pick it up 
or your propane company picks it up and they deliver it to your house, it's still there, 100% of it. The gas is not going to go anywhere. It's going to go from the tank to your home to your appliance, and you're not going to lose any of that energy source. So it makes so much more economical sense than than uh, electricity for the transmission loss. So let, let me let me break this down here. So with electricity, you lose about two thirds of it just in transmission alone. Correct. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, electricity on the upside, the only thing that's there, um, it's good for big hairstyles and bad weather. (laughs) (laughs) Try it out. I I challenge you to try it. We definitely should. I mean, that's just amazing, though. I mean, it, it, it comes down to the fact that it's not very efficient. Electricity does not transport well. Again, like you said, about two thirds of it's lost in transmission. Where with propane, where you load up wherever you get it, where it's delivered and where it's put into action, you don't lose anything. Yeah. And what we're seeing across the nation is lawmakers, federal, state, and even all the way down to the city, uh, mayors, they're choosing a winner without even knowing what it can do or not do. So they're, they're choosing an energy source for you, and they're going to force you to electricity. And what I'm talking about in particular is a lot of cities have signed into different coalitions, and I won't name who that coalition is, but they they want to be a fossil-free electricity cities by 2030 or 2035. And that's just not a place for a lawmaker to be as choosing a winner. Yeah, they're trying to like deliver the Oscar for best movie without watching them. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's pretty good analogy. Does that, that work? Because you know, on the other side, it, it sounds, and I'm not saying this for a fact. I'm just saying that it sounds that there's a lot of lawmakers that may be getting some new houses in certain islands off the coast of the United States, someplace. It just sounds like that because why else would you make that decision without having all the facts on the table? Look, the the facts are. We definitely need clean, renewable energy, right? Right. But we need a variety of clean, renewable energies. We can't just say electricity is the winner because it's not. It's not. It, it can't sustain what we got going on right now. You have to have a large portfolio, right? You don't put all your eggs in one basket. No. Any smart uh, financial advisor would tell you don't don't put all your money on one horse have a broad portfolio of all sorts of energy choices. And if it's wind, if it's solar, if it's electricity, if it's biodiesel, if it's whatever, propane needs to be in that mix because propane can do that already. It can do it right now and it can do it for the future. You're listening to The State of Energy. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. I'm Randy Witt, and you can find out more about what propane can do to make your life better by going to thestateofenergy.com. That's thestateofenergy.com.